What's good, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. So the question is, what is the biggest need for the Washington Wizards going into the offseason? A 3D wing or a true franchise point guard? And how successful is the build from the middle strategy going to do for this franchise under Ted Leonsis? Next on Locked on Wizards. You are Locked on Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So let's jump right into it, y'all. Um, we are, Today is mailbag questions. So today's first question comes from Micaiah from uh, Twitter. And the question is, the biggest position to need, what is it? Is it a starting point guard or is it a true three and D wing? So what do you think is the biggest emphasis going into the offseason, uh, E? Yeah, I think it's going to be point guard once again, uh, whether through the draft or some way in free agency. They're not going to really – they don't have a lot of wiggle room to make moves in free agency, but they're probably going to have to draft a guy, uh, a point guard. Of course, a lot of people are bringing up, you know, Anthony Black, Hassan Wallace. Those are the guys that have been mocked to the Wizards, but – um, Bobby Marks from ESPN, he came up with a video two days ago or a couple of days ago saying that, you know, the Wizards, DeLon Wright, Monte Morris, they did a good job in the assist to turnover ratio where they didn't turn the ball over much um, and they racked up assists, but they didn't score much. They ranked 29th or dead last in points scored for the point guard position. The only team that was behind us or, or right in front of us was the Chicago Bulls and Lonzo Ball was injured the whole season. So that's telling uh, how much of a point guard we need, and you just look in the late later part of parts of the game. We just didn't we didn't have a guy that could handle the ball. So, you know, West felt the need. It looked like West felt the need to just give the ball to Bradley Bill all the time. Point guard or not, you know, we had other guys that could you know finish in the clutch like Kuz, Porzingis. Uh, so the ball didn't have to go to Brad every time, but it just looked that way. We didn't have guys that could get into the paint and penetrate into the paint and get past their guy. Uh, Monte Morris is a good point guard, but at best, he's really a backup. DeLon Wright is a good point guard, but at best, once again, he's really a backup. He's a great defensive guard. Um, and the pace, you know, and, and the the pressers, at uh, the, the exit interviews, Monte Morris brought up pace. West Huntsville Jr. brought up pace. Chris Miller brought up pace, pushing the pace. Uh, we, were eight, we were ranked 18th in pace out of 30 teams. You know, you look, Gaffer gets better with pace. Uh, Kuz is better with pace. Denny's better with pace. When we're pushing the, when we're pushing the ball, getting the board and going, we're a better team. Of course, you know, not every time we're going to be able to have a fast break and run, but you want to get into your sets quicker. We just didn't have that personnel. You know, of course, with Wizards fans, we've been spoiled with uh, point guards that are explosive and that are quick, and we just didn't have that this year. We didn't have a guy that was able to do that. Once again, we had guys that were safe, didn't turn over the basketball, that could, you know, knock down a three. But at the same time, when we needed somebody to get into the paint and get open shots for other guys, we just didn't have it. Or a guy that could just finish above the rim, we just didn't have it from the point guard position. And three, yeah. And D, yeah, three and D, I'm sorry, uh, three and D. Yeah, we could use a three and D guy. Oh yeah. The reason why you know Gafford had to start, Kuz was moved to the three, but Kuz, you know, at best he looked. I think he's better suited for the four, for the power forward position. I think he's good at the three as well. He's interchangeable, but I, I, a three and D wing we definitely could use a guy that could shoot from the three point line. Denny was our starting three, but he struggled from the three, and guys weren't really stepping out there and guarding him. So West made the decision to go with Gaff. 
that did work and then he came off the bench. So three and D three and D wing definitely is crucial, but I think a point guard definitely is the bigger need at this point. Yeah, this is uh this is gonna be a pivotal draft and offseason for Tommy, man. Cause I'm telling you right now, you have options. And if he's smart with the uh the cards that he's dealt with his offseason, he could come out of this offseason with more job security or less, depending on what he does. Cause I'm gonna say this, man, if you look at the mock drafts and you know, anywhere from seventh to ninth, we have an opportunity to add an impact guy, and we just gotta be smart about it. You know, obviously, point guard is definitely the emphasis. You know, you you, you hit the nail on the head. You know, we, you know, this franchise period is successful when we have a point guard. And yeah, we are definitely spoiled. We went through a decade of John Wall. You know, we dealt with Gilbert Arenas. You know, we had Russell Westbrook for years. So we we are used to having a high flying, fast point guard who creates for others who can collapse defenses and you know we're we're definitely used to that and i think this is the year where we get and that franchise guy now looking at it you know casey wallace has been my popular choice um i'm starting to really really drop him lower than anthony black though because anthony black with his size and how he's been playing in arkansas man you know his size reminds me of sga a little bit now i know some people got him maybe playing at the three so you know with his size it's gonna be interesting what teams one out of him and where they want to play him. Um, I, I personally think we're going to be out of the scoop. And, but I think those two guys, man, and Black and, and Casey Wallace, man, they're going to be good. They're going to be good, and they're going to be good for this team. But there's, there's, sub, there's several different routes we can go here, E. Like, we could go and get a point. But um, there was a comment from Chris Miller when we had that episode with Chris Miller. And he brought up a name and really looking at the mock drafts and looking at his skill set. I don't know, man. I might. If he's available, I'm not grabbing, and that is Cam Whitmore. Man, you slide him into the lineup, he makes his team better. He's a dog. I mean, he can play some ball. You know, if we're in a position to get Cam Whitmore, which I believe he's a top five uh, prospect, you grab him. And if we go ahead and we go Cam instead of a point guard, if I'm Tommy, this is what I'm doing. Because we, we can hit two birds, one stone in this offseason. All right, you got Monte, who's on an expiring contract. You have the um, and I know I've been catching heat from Jimmy fans, man. They're like, "Why you want to trade him?" I'm like, "He's on an aspiring deal, man. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing personal." Um, but you know, the thing is, he's on an aspiring deal, and you know, obviously, looking at the numbers, you're not gonna be able to afford to pay him, man. You know, especially with Gaff and an extension, and you know, they're definitely bringing back. Look, I, I'm a firm believer that they already have contracts in place for Kuzma and KP. I think it's already a done deal. I think they, they you know, they, both parties knew what they wanted to do. And it's a done deal. So they're moving forward with the solid three. So you're not going to afford Denny. Um, so definitely move him. So I would move Denny and Monte and maybe one of the second rounders, maybe the later one, and try to get another first rounder or try to package it and get a point guard who's a veteran guy who is a pass first point guard. And that's where I'm at, man. So, yeah, it's like I said, this, this draft, man, is going to be a pivotal draft for Tommy going forward, man, because, you know, I think that we really have an opportunity to add not one, but two impact guys who can help this core out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it would have to, it would really have to be through the draft. Um, we just, once we pay the big three or the solid three, we're just not going to have a lot of wiggle room unless we make a trade. Um, the Anthony Black, those are guys that most likely would be there at seven or eight or nine or wherever we, they, they Anthony, Black, he might not make it past seven. Son Wallace, he might not make it past nine. We'll see. So we definitely have to get that probably the seventh pick uh, to get one of those guys. Uh, we're definitely out of the running for Scoot, but Anthony the Black, we're certain help, certainly help. He's a good defender. Kassan is Kason or Kazan is a good defender as well. 
Um, Anthony Black, he can score, he can defend. So he's long and lanky. Um, you know, he, he his shooting, you know, it needs to improve on that a little bit, but he he can he can shoot. I like what he did in the Maui Invitational. That was his best offensive game. He had a good game against UK, UConn, but they got blown out of that game. But he just showed the dog in him, the scrappiness in him, got a couple steals, can finish above the rim, six foot seven. He's he, I mean, long arms. That's that's just what the Wizards need. They talk about getting taller guards. Um, and he fits the bill for sure. Um, and then from the wing standpoint, like you talked brought up brought up Cam Whitmore, he brings athleticism. We need athleticism. We need guys that can get downhill and finish above the rim, and he certainly can do that. And he shot well from the three-point line, 34%. I'm just looking at that, too. Four threes per game. So I'm going to watch more of his tape, too. I watched a couple games of him against Georgetown. He had a double-double. I'm going to watch him a little bit more as we do have time with the, with the draft coming up in June. But uh, I certainly would say point guard. I think we've needed a point guard for the last couple years. Uh, we've been trying to find that guy. Dinwiddie wasn't that guy. Monte, like I said, at best, he's a backup. DeLon, at best, is a backup. All good players, but – I think they definitely could use a guy that we could solidify at that point guard, point guard position that can make everybody better and push the pace. Yeah, I'm with you. And then Dwayne bring up Spencer did with a little have mercy, but and I wouldn't him and Dan Snyder. It's about time Dan Snyder sold the team. I don't want to mention him after he sells. And oh man, bye. Bye, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean, I'm with you, man. So before we move on, today's episode is brought to you by Nissan Aria. Now, if I'm going to talk about a, a Wizards player with a recent performance that I like, I'm going to bring up my guy, Daniel Gafford, adding that mid-range jumper. That's what I'm talking about. Now, how am I going to incorporate Daniel Gafford with Aria's key words and concepts? Well, easy. He's electric. They're both brilliantly fierce, fiercely elegant, stunningly powerful, elegantly powerful, delivers on duality, a combination of fierceness and elegance, beautiful but strong, the perfect SUV crossover. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs a pin you to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one electric vehicle. The all new, the all electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the electric vehicle for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. So, next up on the agenda, uh, this, uh, the next comment or question rather comes from Faisal Hassan, longtime watcher, listener. Appreciate your question, man. Um, his question is. What is your ideal offseason when you have to operate within Ted Leonce's middle build strategy? What do you think, E? This is such a tough question, man. I, I just don't have an honest answer. Like, this really – we're in a bind. I mean, of course, I would, you know, restart. But, you know, if, if you have to, since we're – you know, they're not going to tank or anything. Like, they're not going to rebuild. They're not going to reset. And like I said before, too, if they're going to win games, I'm actually for it. I was down with them winning games. I wanted them to win those Hawks games at home, the two Raptors games at home, but they laid an egg and they lost those games. And after that, they just went on a downhill spiral after the All-Star break. Um, they didn't make the playoffs. But if they can find a way to be competitive, I'm down with it. But, of course, you got to pay your – Tommy, he's going to pay Porzingis. Um, so they want to get him at a longer deal but a lesser number. Because I know the option is about, what, $36 million. I'm going to pull it up right now. But I know if they extend them, like say they give them four years. Bobby Marks was talking about this as well. He has been like a four-year contract to like $30 million a year, $28 million a year. But Kuzma's contract is going to go up because he's getting $13 million right now. But he's going to go up to potentially, you know, $22, $23, 25000000 million. So how are you going to stay under the luxury tax? If you really want to be competitive, it's going to be very, very hard to do that with this roster paying Bradley Bill what he's getting paid. You got DeLon on the mid-level ex- exception. Of course, Dale Gafford, now his contract is going to kick in and go up to 13 mil. So 
this is a heck of a question. I really don't have a, a great answer, but you're going to have to hit on the draft. I mean, that's the only way you're really going to get this team better is hitting on the draft and maybe making some middle tier trades. I don't know if you want to trade Monte for someone else. Um, but once again, what are you going to get from Monte Morris? You're not going to get much in return. Uh, so you just don't have much uh, tradable assets. Um, but the young guys are going to have to take a leap. My ideal all season would be, would be Denny taking a leap, Corey taking a leap. You hit on your draft pick, Anthony Black or Kasson Wallace come in, a point guard. They come in, maybe Keontae George out of Baylor, and they hit the ground running. They're going to have to have like a, a, a Tyrese Halliburton kind of rookie year, a Benedict Matherin type of rookie year, or a Scotty Barnes kind of rookie year. They're, they're just going to have to have that kind of rookie season for this team to really make a leap. And, of course, they're going to have to stay healthy. But from uh, a free agency standpoint, you're not going to be able to go out there and get some of the better free agents. Um, and look, looking at the list, like from a point guard standpoint, the best one of the better free agents, of course, Kyrie's a free agent, but he's not coming here. Van Vliet, <laughs> I see Brandon's face. Of course, you don't you probably don't want to get in the Kyrie's sweepstakes anyway. But uh, Fred Van Vliet is a free agent. Um, you got you gotta have to work wonders just to even get him a guy like him to come here. And the money is, is not going to work either. Um, so they're really in a bind. You're really just going to have to hit on your draft pick. Like I said, they're going to have to have a, a, a rookie, of the, almost top five rookie of the year type of campaign. Bradley Bill's going to have to stay healthy. It's really just on the guys that are here because you're not going to be able to bring much talent. You do have, what, two or three second-round picks. Um, you're probably going to have to hit on those two. Jordan Goodwin's going to have to make a leap as well. You're just going to have to rely on the guys that you really already have because you're really just going to be running it back this offseason. I don't really see them adding much uh, when you're already using the mid-level on, on DeLon Wright as well. So I, I just don't see – and I, I haven't really looked into the free agency uh, list – but like I said, the guys that you have, like Jay Huff's going to have to come in and make leaps. You're just going to have to rely on – I like I said, Johnny Davis, too. He's going to have to make a leap. A lot of the young guys that you have are going to have to make leaps for this team to make the playoffs. And they were close. They were close at some points. Like I said, the right before the All-Star break, they were the ninth seed. So they definitely were in the play-in. Um, and that's their goal just to make the playoffs. So their goal is just to make the playoffs. It's not like they're talking about winning the championship. Their, their goal is to make the playoffs. So if they make a couple moves – hit on the draft pick and guys stay healthy, then I do think they could at least make the plan. Yeah. Let me go ahead and put my GM ID on. And what is my ideal off season? If I'm Tommy Shepard, Tommy Scott. All right. So let's see. Yeah. You draft picks. The draft is the biggest part of all season. Absolutely. Because number one, you've got a hit on your pick, you know, whether it's Anthony black or Casey Wallace, I think both of them would do well. Um, yeah, but I want to add one dynamic to or, or the Thompson twins. I would put them in there too. You know, oh, Lord, I would five or six or one of them falls to seven. One of the Thompson twins, if they fall into their laps. Oh, absolutely. Thompson. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm picking them up from Dulles, man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm grabbing the point guard, man, because they have impactful point guards. But I want people to understand one thing, though. When you go into the draft and get a point guard, you know, there's going to be growing pains because you know the thing about point guard, man. Point guards like quarterback. And obviously, a lot of you guys are Commanders fans. You know about quarterbacks, how important quarterback is a position in the NFL. It's probably the most important position in sports, period. And the point guard in basketball is like the quarterback of the team. And, you know, they're going to orchestrate everything. And it's real tough asking a rookie to come in, especially with three guys who are established scorers, to be that guy. So that's one thing I want to kind of throw out there. Um, that's the only thing that makes me leery about really going out here, especially because we're talking about the, the build from the middle. You know, you already got established guys. So that's a tough thing to do to ask a, a kid to come in here 
and orchestrate and be the, the floor general. So that's why I said, look, if you're in a position to like a get one of the Thompson twins or B, look, I'm really warming up the can Whitmore, man. Like I said, once I really got, you know, I didn't watch him too much early on this year, even though I knew about him. I'm a Georgetown fan, so he kind of gave us the business. But um, he's a prospect to look at. Him and the Thompson Twins, if you're in a position to draft one of them, they are athletic and they can fit in in this lineup, man. And if we go outside of point guard in this draft, I'm definitely trading for a point guard with experience. Because the reason I say that is because we need an experienced floor general. We need a guy that knows how to run a – a lineup man knows how to push the pace and then, like you said you know as far as free agency it's hard man if i don't see van fleet coming here you know i, I easily see him going back to toronto he's, he's, he's established there man i don't see a lot of people free agency wise who's going to come to dc so you know it's gonna have to be through trade and like i said i know i'm gonna catch heat and it is what it is but you know i like denny man but he's a young prospect and he has value and he's on an expiring contract and through gm eyes you got to move him if you're not going to extend him you got to move them. You got to get value out of them. And that's just point blank and period, man. You know, if you're not going to extend them, you got to get value. And him and Monte got to be packaged. And, and another thing you brought up, man, that he's got to hit on these second rounders. No more Zosas, no more daggone cats, to, you know, in Siberia or, or, or the Congo playing, man. No, no, not anymore. No, you need to get guys who, you know, even if they can't come in right away and, and contribute, put them on a go-go and bring them up. Imani Bates out of Eastern Michigan. I'm aiming for him. Easy. Um, there's a lot of prospects, man. Bailey out of U UCLA. He's he, he is a high flying guard, man. He played uh yeah, I believe he went to the same high school as uh Bronny James. Um yeah, so, yeah absolutely. He's he he can play the ball, man. You know, there, there's prospects. You know, you could easily grab both of these guys and put them on a go-go, let them develop, get them playing time. Because we don't have a lot. See, here's the thing though, with this franchise, we don't have a lot of work that we think we do. We have a solid foundation. You know, Kisper took that leap. You know, Johnny Davis started to take that leap. You know, you know, Denny, trade him and keep him. You, you still have a prospect who can defend at a high level who's really adding to his offensive repertoire. And if you look at the go-go guys, Quinn Jackson and him and Jordan Goodwin proved they, they belong in the NBA. So you've got guys who can fit in because, yeah, like you said, it's going to get harder to try to build around this solid three, it, point blank and period. And Ted, he's got to find a way to work on attendance because – if you're in a luxury tax and you're still hurting on attendance, I'm just saying <laughs> it's not going to work out. So, yeah, I think that that would be my ideal offseason, man. Definitely, yeah. I mean, it, it, once again, like you said, it has to be from the draft. Amari Bailey, yeah, there was a mock draft that came out. Uh, I want to say it was from Bleacher Report or ESPN, one of those sites, and they had us getting Amari Bailey and Amani Bates in the second round. And Amari Bailey, I think he's a guy that really should be a first-round pick in my opinion. Um, the way he got deal downhill, he can score, he can create a shot for himself. He played really well in the NCAA, in the NCAA tournament as well. Amani Bates would definitely be a project, but he's a guy that can score a lot of step back shots, a lot of isolation ball from him. But I like the way he can play. He's what six seven, really skinny, but uh, he's got some wiggle to him. I and mean, he, he's not the most athletic guy, but he can he can definitely finish at the rim and above the rim as well. Um, and of course, you know he was the number one what, high school prospect at one time. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're gonna have to hit on your big on your picks, and you really have to use those second round picks too. Um, but yeah, looking at the free agent list, like D'Angelo Russell's a free agent. Um, those are the guys, those are the point guards. So you're you're just not gonna find a point guard through free agency. Um, maybe via trade if Tommy can pull off one of his magic tricks, but just the, paying the solid three for this middle build, uh, it just really hamstrings what you can do. Um, like I said, the Thompson twins would certainly help out. One of those guys will help out in the first round too. So um 
it, it, it's really tough for me. <laughs> it's not gonna be easy. And, and Tommy's in a he's in a tough spot. He's in a tough spot. Look, Tommy gonna have to earn his paycheck. I'm just saying he's gonna have to earn his paycheck. This this is on him. This offseason is on Tommy. He's got a hit on draft picks and he's got to find a play. I mean, but I think he can do it. I mean, this is a prime offseason to add a lot of reinforcements for this franchise, man. Because, like I said, um, we're both at one point we're pro rebuild, but it is what it is at this point. You know, we're really not gonna beat a dead horse at this point. You know, we know where the organization is going forward, and we know what their, their vision is, so you gotta gotta rally behind that and this solid three is the core going forward and you got to figure out how you build a winner out of that because at the end of the day i just want to win you know i just want to win but man this is i can't stress enough how important this offseason is you have a, a prime chance and on the flip side of the coin look if tommy messes this up he's out the job i mean because this is such a good offseason that you have to be a historically bad GM to mess this up because there's so much talent in this draft. So, yeah, man, um, that's where I'm at. So uh, you got anything else before we move on, man? Move on to the next question. But before we do, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories? Then you need the best-tasting protein bar ever. Bill, you got to try this. If you're like me and you want to make a health, healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing, you won't think they're good for you. You got to try this. I'm not sure how Bill does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. And, and now you don't need to wait to get a box for years. We've been talking about ordering built bars at build.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you still get it, get your specialty flavors still at build.com. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built bars. You can pick up a four, pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream bar, double chocolate bar or coconut puff. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff. You can thank me later. All right, Brandon, what's the last question for today? Oh, the last question of the day comes from my dude, The Truth, on Twitter. And his question is, due to Goody and Jackson low-key balling for us, do you think we keep Monte or DeLon when the point guard is already a huge need for the offseason? Do we trade one or both? Oh, man, that's a good question. What do you think, E? Yeah, I think one of them is going to be on the trade block. I personally would try to keep DeLon just because of the defense. Um, you saw how much um, the defense went down when DeLon went out in the first half of the season. We started the season off 3-1. and one. DeLon got hurt, and our defense just went – it was so bad. We had no point of attack uh, defender at all. And I think Jordan Goodwin can do that too. So is there an option of, you know, trading him and, you know, maybe freeing up some of the mid-level exception because DeLon's taking up, taking up the mid-level exception? Um, but personally, I would try to keep DeLon. Uh, I would take I would definitely take a look at, you know, possibly moving Monte. But honestly, I don't know how much you would get back for him. Of course, you would have to package Monte with somebody else to get somebody else back uh, with value to this roster. Um, so, yeah, I think the odd man out would be Monte. Of course, Jordan Goodwin just on a cheap deal on a cheap contract. The way he's playing, how athletic he is, he's shooting the ball well as well. He can get downhill and he's one of the few guys that have that defensive mindset on the team, especially at the guard position, just that bulldog at the point of attack. He's just not scared of anybody the way he played against John Moran and some other top-name point guards, the way he defended against those guys and just be able to get physical with those guys. 
Uh, Quentin Jackson, I think he deserves playing time too. You see the athleticism. He can shoot the ball, create a shot for himself. So if he can get some minutes some way, somehow, I think he would help out as well coming off the bench because we need scoring off the bench desperately. Um, so, yeah, that that would be my answer to that question. Um, we would just – with um, let me look at the question again because it's, it's definitely a loaded question. Um, what was the part of the question again? It says, Duda, yeah, Duda, Goody, and Jackson, low-key, low uh, DeLon, one point guard is already. Do we trade one or both? Yeah, I think yeah, most, yeah. if I had to pick one, I uh, I think it's going to be Monte Wilson. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. I mean, I think this comes along with the, uh, the previous two questions, man, is that I, I believe Monte played his last minutes as a Washington Wizard, man, because, while, you know, while I do believe he came in and he did fulfill that starting role, he did what he could. You know, it's just he's undersized and he can't defend. And he really best served on the second unit, man. But yeah, I think Monte's gone. And I think that if I choose anybody, anybody that you package in a deal with, it would be Denny Avia, just because of the sign deal. And I think that even if you don't get a point guard in the draft, you have to trade for one. You have to come out of this offseason with both a three and D wing and a point guard if you really are serious about competing in the Eastern Conference, because you know, this this solid three in itself by itself is it, it ain't gonna do it by itself. So we need it, both of them. So, yeah, to me, it's easy. Monte. Because DeLon, DeLon's important, man, to that second unit. And he can definitely come in and start. He can score. He can defend. He's got a dog in him, you know. And nothing against Monte, man. You know, Monte, I believe he came in. It's just – and obviously, we're going to talk about this in uh, in the future, man, about the trade from Denver. But, you know, this, it shines a little light on the trade from Denver, man. You know, we, we lost more than we gained, in my opinion, because especially giving up KCP and, you know, the season 3 and D wing being the issue. We gave up a 3 and D wing. But – yeah, that's that's where my head is at. You know, you, you know, Monte is that guy. If it's you know you got, if it's anybody that goes, is Monte. But again, I'm gonna stress this: this offseason, man, is a sexy offseason. I'm telling you, man. And you can he cannot mess this up because we could come out of this offseason a really good, a really better team, honestly. So yeah, that, that's where I'm at, man. You know, Monte is that guy that if I'm subtracting anybody, is Monte. Yeah, and the Denny point, um, because somebody had a comment last episode. They said, um. It was Isidoro, 85-66. He said, in my honest opinion, Corey and Denny show pretty much the same level of improvement this year. Ed and Brandon have seemed to have rather short memory. Denny produced multiple 20-plus games, where at one point was called the steal of the draft by Ed and Brandon. Um, he said, I think our hosts are really over Denny or maybe got some inside information of an upcame, upcoming trade. Do tell, do tell. Now, we don't have any upcoming uh, information or insight or any sources. But at the same time, uh, we have. I haven't given up on Denny. I know Brandon has not either. Um, as far as short memory, yes, we do. Denny had the turbo moments, but of course, you know, he had his low moments where he struggled to shoot the ball. And can he have those 20 plus games with Brad Porzingis and Kuz playing now? And of course he has to do it against playoff teams. Now he had a good game against the Nuggets. Um, but a lot of the times the, where he had the turbo moments was against the Rockets, the Spurs, some of the lottery teams of the league. And he had a big game against the Celtics. The 25 point game was career high. That was probably the best game of his career. But once again, Brad didn't play and Kuzma didn't play. So how does he fit next to these guys? And can he reach his max potential? And out of the guys, he probably has the the one of the better, one of the, the best trade value. He probably has more, he has more trade value than Monte Morris at this point. Um, so that that's the only really asset that I can see them moving to get a better player. And it's really still not much. I do think they're gonna keep Denny. I think what's gonna happen is he's gonna Tommy Shepard, because with all his pictures like Rui. Troy Brown, he didn't pick Troy Brown, but Troy Brown was a first-round pick. The majority of the first-round picks that are here, they don't get traded before the uh, the season starts. They usually get traded at the trade deadline. 
So if Denny gets traded, that's that's what I see with it. But I know Tommy Shepard, he's going to have to make moves before then. He can't wait until the trade deadline just to trade guys. He's going to have to make upgrades in the offseason. Yeah, I've never – look, I'm definitely not giving up on Denny, man. I love Denny as a player. I really do. Um, he's got a lot of potential, and he's going to do things in this league. But y'all got to let that man have some criticism, man. <laughs> y'all spawn that dude, man. But um, I'll say this. Um, most of the, every every time I mention him in a trade is because I'm looking at it from a GM's position, man. Is that he's an aspiring contract that if you if you're not going to extend them, you got to get value at him because if not, you're just letting a, a young prospect with value go. And that's just just that that stuff like that gets GMs fired, especially if th- that particular player goes somewhere else and is very impactful. You know, you you gotta you've got to get value and. You know, he's been able to do that. Now, Now the value hasn't been very great if you look at, you know, the Rui Hachimura trade. Now, the Troy Brown trade, even though he didn't draft Troy Brown, that was a good trade, getting value for Troy Brown. You know, you were able to get Gafford back. So, yeah, that's what my hit is at, man. You know, I'm a big fan of Denny, but, you know, from a GM's uh, perspective, you can't pay everybody. You know, if you, if you pay Kuz, you can't pay Denny. And, and likewise, if you pay Denny, you can't pay Kuz. And right now, Kuz is that guy. So, that's where my hit is at. You know, I like Denny as a player, man, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, with a spine contract, you have to get value. So, yeah, that's why I'm at with Denny, man. I don't dislike Denny. I like Denny. You know, I think he's a good kid, man, that has very upside, very humble, you know, very um, very high character. So, no, nah, it has nothing to do with that. It's just me looking at it through the, the lens of an NBA GM. You got to get value for young, especially young talent, because young talent and draft picks are very – they have a lot of value in the NBA. So, that's where I'm at, man. Right, yeah, and and his trade value right now, like if Rui got traded for three second round picks and Kendrick Nunn, then it's it's probably going to be similar to that, or maybe even less. Um, so I mean, you could do the wait and see approach with Denny and see if he makes a leap upcoming this year. But if another team does have, if they value him and like his defense and his rebound and his passing, you know, somebody like his scouting report before the draft and they're willing to give up a, a three and D wing, then you, you have to consider it. You have to consider it. So that, that's just my take on it. But I do want to see see Denny develop, and I thought he showed strides. Uh, I just want to see consistency out of him. Well, people do want him because if you don't, if you remember, Phoenix wanted him. Phoenix said, "Nah, I, I'm I'm cool with Rui, man. I want, I want Denny. They wanted Denny in that deal, so he's mm-hmm. got value. It's just you know the thing is, is the NBA man, the, the, any sport. Look, you got to make hard decisions. You know, obviously as a fan." I've got players I like on this squad, man, but I'm not above trading anybody on this roster to make this team better. And that's just what it is. And that's the hard reality of being an executive in the NBA or any sport, man, is that, yeah, you have these connections with players, man, but you got to be able to trade. You got to be able to send down, you know, baseball. I'm using baseball terminology. But, you know, you got to be able to make moves, man. And to me, nobody on this roster is untradeable. You know, you got to be open to trading any of them because at the end of the day, you're trying to improve. And, Trading anybody on his roster improves his team. So I mean, you know, that's that's that definitely where I'm at, man. You know, I I I I get it, especially from our Israeli fans. We I mean, we got a lot of love for you guys, and I, I I get the importance of Denny, especially when it comes to his importance to Israel. I get it, you know. But you know, you gotta let the young man grow, man, and understand that you know he's got ways to go till he really becomes a finished product, man. He's got potential, but this all season's big for Denny too. He's got to work on that shot. You know, he's got to work on several things, especially on the offensive end to really because with with this being a contract year, look, his bag is up for question. You know, whether he you know how far he improves depends on how much he gets paid and where. 
So that's where I'm going to go ahead and end everything, man. So before we wrap up, do you have anything left, E? No, that's it. I mean, some people may say the middle build is to maybe do a sign-in trade with Kuz, but I don't see that happen. That's why I didn't bring it up earlier. We're like, you know, maybe two guys that can help and you use that money elsewhere. But that that's all I got for today. Yeah, I think Kuz and KP, their, their deals are already done. So <laughs> thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Everydayers, now on Monday, we have, or rather next week, we have a lot of good content coming your way. We're doing mailbag. We're doing exit interviews. And we are going to start talking about the draft and who stays and who goes. So definitely tune in next week because it's going to be action-packed for a lot of content. So definitely appreciate everybody. Uh, again, appreciate everybody with 3K on YouTube. Definitely appreciate y'all. Um, long season. So you know, appreciate everybody going through the season with us. And we're going to go ahead and wrap it there. And we will see everybody on Monday. So definitely I hope everybody has a blessed and safe and sun-filled weekend. So. Peace and hell to the wizards.